Today's, um, we're picking up in the Acts of the Saints. I believe this is part 18. <coughs> Last week, we're on, we were on chapter 18. Look at there. <laughs> Last week, we're on chapter 18. Um, and it was subtitled, um, What Are You Learning? And we recognize the importance of learning. That the life of a believer is greatly hindered by lack of understanding and knowledge. You are not saved through this knowledge, but your life is made more difficult, more problematic, because of a lack of understanding, a lack of truth. When we looked at part 17 um, in chapter 18 of Acts um, on last week, we recognized that in the city of Ephesus, there were some who began to believe in Jesus the Christ. But when Paul came to ask, well, uh, what was your experience when you were baptized? He said, we've only been baptized unto repentance through John the Baptist. So, he's, so Peter, Paul was pretty much saying, well, what about unto Jesus? You know, Paul, uh, John baptized unto repentance, but that repentance and remission of sins now has been made manifest through Christ Jesus. And you guys haven't been baptized in that. He's, they said no, and they were baptized. Then Paul laid hands, and they received the Holy Ghost. They had before, prior to that, they hadn't even heard teachings of the necessity for the receiving of the Spirit of God. Uh, and so they received the spirit of God. Today I want to pick up um, moving from chapter 18 to chapter 19 where Paul is still in Ephesus. Let's get into it. If I had to subtitle, this, this was tough. I came in with a question uh, before the Lord regarding his text and what he's trying to say. And I'm afraid that I've just been too stupid, too blind too something, too human to understand. And the question that I have is of human concern. <laughs> I can't seem to, you know, <sighs> the question we're going to see in scripture, it, it rests in the idea that there were believers that acted in such a way that um, it's shocking, not really shocking, but I don't see the direct link, the heart motivation for it. And I'm always looking for that. I'm looking for why people respond the way they do. That's important to me. Um, why were you angry? Why were you crying? Why were you uh, frustrated? Why were you lying? You know, why are you acting the way you're acting? And it's always, in my line of work, it's always um, a necessity to know this because this is truly where hearts are revealed and the type of person that you're dealing with is seen. The Bible says, know those that labor among you. And so constantly looking at actions and trying to ascertain good, bad, indifferent, neither is a constant function of mine. I know you don't like to hear this, <laughs> but it is the truth. I am always looking for, in this particular case, you didn't move here. 
you moved this way. And what does that indicate? Now, what you tell me it indicates may not actually be what it indicates. So then I have to keep watching the pattern. Do you understand? Okay, on nine out of the 10, you, 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 you responded to the left. And this one out of 10, you went to the right. All right, in every other aspect, you always err on this side, seven out of 10. In this regard, you erred over here on, on the right. That's, that's different. These slight adjustments in behavior are indicative of something on the inside, all right? Even if you tell me it's a reflex and I didn't even think about it, it's still indicative of something on the inside. In some cases, I get that a lot, Pastor, I didn't even think about it, and that's problem. The problem is that you, you mean to tell me it never crossed you? You think you won. Like, Pastor, what could I have done? It never even crossed my mind. And I'm going, what manner of human being are you that it never crossed your mind? This in itself reads a state of humanity and of the soul. Y'all don't want to. So the question I have that is in Acts, I am just, I'm talking, asking the Lord to show me the answer because there are some actions here that believers did that I guess most people would do, but you got to spell out why. Do you understand? Like what level of conviction was so apparent? If you read ahead, because you know we're following in Acts, uh, you already know what I'm talking about. If you did not read ahead, then you don't have a clue. Maybe you read ahead and you still don't know. But I do not care about rambling about a point that is in the future that I have not disclosed to you because I'm pretty sure you should be familiar with Acts chapter 19. In discipleship class, we are learning about the power of the Holy Ghost, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, laying on of hands and receiving the Holy Spirit. We're learning about all of this, but we're also uh, primarily focusing on how to study the word of God. And on uh, last Thursday night, and we have one more coming up this Thursday at 730, um, we're we had to discuss the importance. And I said, I made a joke. I said, I don't really like the Chitlin Circuit. Now, now bear in mind, I don't think the Chitlin Circuit has anything to do with the size of your church. But it's often a nuance to describe those communities of churches that have less information, less resources, and less understanding. Um, and that is indicative of, of humanity. Not everybody could go to school. Not everybody could go to college. Not everybody owns their own business. Not everybody has a great job. Some people were sharecroppers. Some people, you understand, they just, they work for other people. They did not, could not go to school. They were the primary breadwinner. And this lack of information, and, and, and to the extent that every message has to be preached and then broke down to the most simplest of ways, is unique to that segment of the body of Christ. It has negative connotations, but more specifically, it says that these are those that are uneducated. And the gospel was first introduced by Christ, the gospel of the coming kingdom, to those that were less educated. Amen. Herdsmen and shepherds, 
you know, those nomadic people in the mountains and hills, you know, this is where Christ went on a consistent basis. Those on the outskirts, those that were not in the mainstream. And, and he always looked for them. He healed them and delivered them and set them free and preached the coming of the kingdom in such a way where he used metaphors and, 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 and what's the other parables and stories that will continue with them and unfold as their maturity in the word of God increased. I'm going to give you this parable and you're going to get the top layer. But as you mature in the things of God, you will understand this parable even more at all of its levels. Amen. And that was just wisdom. But that's where Christ preached. Now, when we get to Acts, Paul is not preaching to this group of people. And as I said on Wednesday, my calling is not to people who are uneducated. Amen. Hello? My calling is to people who are the educated. Now, this could happen in one of two ways. You came in with some education. Hello? hello? Yes. Or two, you are desperate to be educated. Amen. But someone that never did well in school, did not like to go to school, and then want to sit in here and not study and do any work, you will find it very difficult to be at this church. You're going to have to level up. You're going to have to get past your previous hurts and failures and what somebody told you. You're going to have to buckle down. You're going to have to study because that is the direction that not only is this church going to, but you have just exited the information age. If you do not know how to process information at this point, you're already lost. Now, I know you're thinking, that ain't me. It is you sometimes. Reading comprehension in our last ministers and training, uh, we had another, our second group of MIT's ministers and training came in, and their class was uniquely different than the first set. They were offended initially at the idea that I told them they need to learn how to read a book. And they were mad. They were like, I, I know how to read a book. But see, when I would talk to them, after giving them segments to read of any random book, it could be a ministry book, it could be the Bible, and then they would have to articulate to me what they got from it. It was always off. And, and, and you know, when you're with me, you're not in MIT, I don't really say nothing when you be off. I'd be like, oh, yeah, that was a great point. Next. Like, oh, yeah, 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 I, yeah, yeah. And every once in a while, if I know you, I might be like, well, I don't know. But I, I don't really drill you the way I drill the MIT. What do you mean you got what? Where is that at? Where did you get that from? I don't even see that. Have you lost her? I mean, I just pretty much. Break. And then it became apparent to me that they had poor reading comprehension. When they read something, they cannot directly and clearly articulate what they read. They say stuff like, well, you know, I mean, I can't really describe it. You can't really describe it. I, I can't really put it into words. You can't put it into words. We, we are in the business of words. What you mean? How, how we, how we going? If we can't put it into words, I don't. How you, how you, what you going to mime it? I'm a, I'm a mime the gospel. No, not funny. I mean, that's pretty much what we got down to. We're going to sing it. We're going to mime it because we dare not preach it 
because there's so much of a lack of understanding. Nobody wants to do the work to become intellectuals regarding the things of God. And you think, what that got to do? All I got to do is believe. Okay, I'm about to show you what your belief's going to do. Okay? I'm I'm, I'm I'm about to show you. I'm about to show you. I'm about to show you. Hello? If I had to entitle this uh, segment, this series, this portion of the series, anything, it's the Acts of Saints, and I would subtitle it Part 18. The Kingdom Comes in Power. And I know you're thinking, what that title don't sound nothing like what you just said. You was talking about studying and intellectualism and stuff and, 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 and theology and stuff. And then what? They're going to go to this kingdom of God comes in power. That's all spiritual stuff. And to you, there is automatically a difference and a disconnect between intellectual and spirit. I don't know how because there is a spirit called the deaf and dumb spirit. The world has so a spirit that stops people from learning. To be deaf and dumb means you can't hear. And if you could actually hear, if if you can't hear to even be able to process, but if you could get the information any other way besides hearing, you can't cognitively form it into thought. You can't take your other sensings and actually make it useful. It's a spirit of death and dumbness. The Bible, he did Jesus cast it out. He just, just you can't take in information correctly. And you can't speak it correctly. We don't know if the hang up is in how you understand or how you convey that understanding through your mouth. We don't, we don't even know. We don't, we don't even know where, it, where the problem resides. But I, I encounter this a lot. That's why one of the things I don't like is people with lazy brains. I can't stand a lazy thinker. When you get to a, a roadblock in your thought, and it's like, oh, there's a problem. And you're like, oh, well, see, see. And I know because you asked me. You asked me to finish your thought. Pastor, you know what? I'm, I don't know. I ain't finishing your, that's your work. It is your work to finish your own thought. Like, I got, I got you got confused in your own head? And some of you get this a lot. The same people that get this a lot is the same people that tried to smoke out and drink out all their brain cells. As if this was a good idea. You already struggle with communication, cognition, and thought. And then you're going to add things that degrade this even more. And and have the audacity to want to be successful. I'm like, so you want to be successful in the world, which functions through communication of thoughts and ideas. And then you damage the part of your brain involved in communicating thoughts and ideas. But want to be successful. Hello? I don't even care if you're talented. You can be as talented as you want to be. And without any good thought, 
without any smarts, any wisdom, all your money going to be gone. Check every football player you've ever seen in scandal. Check, you can make a ton of money as a musician. They will bamboozle you out of your contracts. I don't care what it is. You better learn to think. And some of y'all, you're too old. To, You need to be double timing. That's how I feel. I'm like, man, I can't, I can't wait to get home and read, man. I just, oh, what, what? I got to go home and read. I just want to read. <laughs> I'm behind. I'm behind. I'm behind on what? Who? On, in what race? In my own self. <laughs> I took a vocabulary test to see what level of vocabulary I had. I thought, personally, I would be in moderate. I'd be like, yeah, you probably average to like maybe a little bit, a smidge above. That thing said beginner. I said, oh. And truly, it had a ton of words I did not know. I was like, what is that? Mosh. I don't even know what a mosh is. Mo it's a mosh. I gotta look up the words to take the test. Okay, apparently I don't have a good vocabulary. So now, now, now I feel like I, I got a double time. See, y'all ain't gonna tell me that I see now I gotta learn words, I gotta read. I'm just. Paul, in Acts chapter 19, is in Ephesus. Ephesus is a bustling city, it's a port city. It's a lot of commerce, a lot of business. It's prominent in a lot of ways. Let's, let's go there in Acts chapter 19. We, let's go on down to... Um, Verse 5. At verse 5, this is where we were last week, um, those, this, those believers who had not been baptized unto Christ were baptized unto Christ, and then by the laying on of hands received the Holy Spirit, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. As we stated before, this is a big deal because this is not a Jewish population. This is a very much so Gentile population. And when uh, it was about 12 of them in Ephesus that received uh, tongues and prophesied. And I want to underscore here, received tongues and prophesied. This means they said the word, the thoughts, the heart, and the things that pertain to God. They spoke in tongues and then they could articulate what was on the mind of God. When you ask me, Pastor, am I baptized in the Spirit? Have I received the Holy Spirit? My first thing is, have you thought the thoughts of God? Do you see him? Do you know him? How, how, how is your understanding of him? In essence, can you tell me what God feels or thinks Can you prophesy? So they laid hands, they spoke in tongues, and they prophesied. It goes on to say, 
at verse 8, chapter 19, and he went into the synagogue and spoke boldly for three months, reasoning, look at this, and persuading concerning the things of the kingdom of God. Stop right there. With these 12 new disciples <laughs> having received the gift of the Holy Spirit, uh, Paul decides to go back to the synagogue and begin to reason and persuade the Jewish believers regarding the kingdom of God. Now, that kingdom of God statement is unique because in Acts, none of Paul's missionary journeys so far, this is, I believe, his third going on fourth, um, nor the other apostles, uh, Peter and John and Philip, no one was talking about the kingdom of God exactly. They were talking about why Christ was the Messiah, why Jesus was the Christ slash the Messiah, right? That's what they were talking about. But now Paul is saying, we need to talk about the kingdom of God. It is hard to explain the kingdom of God to people who have not received the Holy Spirit. In fact, when you try to explain the kingdom of God and how it works to people who have not received the spirit of God, it just becomes a method of formulas and equations on how to get God to do what you want God to do or what you need God to do. Just, just methods, you know. Just say his name. Uh, just lift your hands. Just cry. Just break. These, these, are, these in of themselves are powerless. But with the receiving of the Spirit of God, when done from that place, are very powerful. And a lot of people want, they want the results of the kingdom of God, but refuse to take on his spirit. Okay, let's, let's keep going. Paul went <clears throat> to the synagogue and began reasoning and persuading. This reasoning and persuading was a method, a Socratic method, okay, which fits, all right, because they're in Ephesus, this Greek-Roman culture. Uh, the so a Socratic method is where you have discussion where you pose questions and answers, like Socrates, okay? And so you pose a lot of questions and, and the instructor or the teacher or the rabbi is supposed to ask questions that make you have to go deeper into what you do or don't understand. In essence, you present, some, you present a question, then the rabbi presents a question, then you present a question, then the rabbi presents a question. And each time you present a question, they present a different question that goes a little deeper or shows your error, or shows your, 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 where you went wrong. And it's a, it's a question that digs to another question that digs to another question until eventually truth is seen. And this method of, of how the rabbis trained their disciples often, all right, it was, it was common practice. Um, and that's how they spoke one to another, but it's also a very Greek and uh, Greco-Roman practice as well. 
All right, so he reasoned and persuaded in the synagogue concerning the kingdom of God. He's trying to use questions about, now that we preach and said this is, we use the scripture to say this is, the Jesus is the Messiah, he is the Christ. Um, let's really look at what this means. What, what does it mean about the, his kingdom and what is it going to do? And, and he would reason and ask questions and try to persuade them. But when some were hardened, verse 9, and did not believe, but spoke evil of the way before the multitude, he departed from them and withdrew the disciples. But somebody else is going to stand up. I'm not, I'm not into this kingdom of God stuff you're saying, okay? All right, number one, Jesus, that means that we have to believe that Jesus is the Messiah. And they just got hard. And people can do that. Even when you have proved your case. Hello? Even when you really told them the truth, yeah. I mean, really broke it down, wow. said this is why you shouldn't do that, this is why you need to do that, this is how you, and they will still do whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. And inevitably, the next step is to make the person, the messenger, evil, yeah. wrong, yeah. or bad, yeah. to begin to slander. and Because you, you have to degrade the messenger because they have won the persuasion. <laughs> I mean, okay, so, but, but you, you, you ain't always perfect. What? <laughs> and the people that are in the way, you know, the, 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 what we would now call Christians, okay, uh, they, 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 they be doing weird kind of stuff. They be eating all kinds of, I saw the other one the other day eating off the altar, just eating the, the meat that we know. Now, see, they ain't supposed to see, 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 see what I'm saying? It's just too, and they would just argue about what they didn't think people were doing right that were believers because ultimately the case had been proven from your own text it's clear isn't it amazing when God does that from the stuff in your heart from the stuff that you feel this happens to me all the time because I give an example. Sister Glenda was talking to me about something the other day. And she said, well, you know, one of the main problems was this, that, the other. And so I addressed the main problem. She said, oh, no, 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 that wasn't, that wasn't, that was, that was just, that was a part of it. Well, you said one of the main problems. <laughs> like, I'm only addressing what came from you. That's what came from you. So when I have a solution for what came from you, eh, that, ain't, that ain't a good enough solution. I don't understand why not. Since you're the one, I'm using what you got. Hello? This is a heart that is hardening. A heart that is saying, I'm going to do it my way, the way I've decided, the way that I've concluded, and even though you made a great case, if de facto, no. Very, very persuasive, but I've already decided I've made up my mind. And so what does Paul do? He takes himself and his disciples, and we out this piece. Okay, so now you're attacking us? Okay, we're done. (laughs) We're done. We're done here. And he goes to the school of Tyrannus. Is that where he goes? Reasons. And he departs, reasoning daily in the school of Tyrannus. Mm -hmm. Now, this is not a church. This is not a rabbi institute. Nope. It's a lecture hall. It's like a TED Talks with debates. 
Paul goes there. Now, you got to understand something about Paul. Paul was born wealthy. All right. His parents were Jewish, but he's from the tribe of Benjamin. All right. His dad opened up a, a leather working company. It was very prosperous, so much so that they could buy Roman citizenship. So Paul was a Jew, but bought into being a Roman citizen and has always been there since he was a baby. Right? Because his dad bought it. He could speak three languages. He could speak Koine uh, Greek, which is the common Greek of that time. He could speak Aramaic because he was Jewish. And so he understood the, the dialect of the Old Testament. He was very fluent in that. And some say he was even semi-fluent in Latin. He was a heavy hitter. He was a Pharisee, and he was brought up in the Harvard, Harvard of Pharisee schools. He studied under Gamaliel. Everybody's like, oh, Gamaliel. <laughs> he was educated. He was learned. He was successful. He was articulate. He understood philosophy, science, math. You name it. This, he was... And he decided to go to the lecture halls and debate and reason again. It says, and then receive reasoning daily in the school of Tyrannus. He did this for two years. So that all, watch this move, so that all who dwelt in Ephesus? No. All who dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and do you know how bad you've got to be to get at you? You are the sole reason why everybody in the whole country has heard the name and the word of God. Two years he was there. What was his method? He was learned. He was smart. He studied. He practiced how to articulate his thoughts and the truths of God. Y'all don't want to help me today. All right. You have sat under your funk about whatever learning problems you have, whether it's your age, whether it's your upbringing, whether whatever it is, you sat under this as if this is a reasonable excuse for you not to move in the generation and dispensation to which you were born. You didn't shake off that deaf and mute spirit off of you. I said, y'all study this week. Make sure you study this week. Make sure you study this week. One of the things that people love about this church is how much information I give. But that information comes at a cost. It's only truly beneficial to those who are also increasing their ability to comprehend, understand, and then communicate. Hello? Can you, can you imagine what it's like if I took painkillers? Like seriously, the, seriously, the Oxycontin and the Oxy, 
codone and ox. Could you imagine what that would be like if I had to study? Hello? And that's a legal drug. Some of you get away with things because you know it's legal, but it is not expedient for you. It ain't technically a sin, but it is not helpful. It ain't a sin to be on my phone. It ain't a sin to watch TV, but oh my God, you need to read. You need to study. Why? Because this is the dispensation you were born in. The age of information. Amen. How you going to be stupid in the age of information? The method that allowed the gospel to spread to an entire country hinged on understanding persuasion and communication. The fact that you, I don't, I can't really say what I'm trying to, what I, you can't really say what you're trying to. How long are you going to say that? How long is going to be a go-to? Hello? Oh, but you want God to use you so mightily. Use me, Lord. Use me. Oh, let me reach people. There are people without degrees that articulate and communicate far better than you with your phone in your hand and your face to your phone all the time. Okay? You, you ain't even getting no good information off your phone. You're just watching TikTok dance videos and haircuts and pimple poppers. And I mean, you ain't even get, you're not even getting nothing good. On a doggone TikTok that ain't giving you no solid information. It's a whole, whole world of, hey, if you want to be stupid and remain that way, we have this for you. This is for all the people that don't want to learn anything. This is for them. This is how we keep them comfortable. This is how we keep them quiet. Come on, little baby. Come on. Come on. No, 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 don't worry about the big stuff. Don't worry about the big, bad world. Don't you worry about the kingdom of God. No, 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 no. Here, 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 look, tick, 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 tock, tick, tock. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Video, here's another one. Oh, you done? No, 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 no. Come on, oh, you don't have to worry about that. Here's another one. Here's another one. Hello? Yeah. We have a whole segment to keep all those who don't want to participate and the forward advancement of their own generation, we have a segment for them. This is where you go. Now, every once in a while, we'll let one of you good slaves be chief over the other slaves by making you an influencer. Oh, oh, oh. We'll let one of you out. We'll let one of you out and be, just so they can keep grasping for it. Now, now they're buying into how they too could be about nothing about the God, kingdom of God. You want to be a nails influencer? I can't help sometimes when I watch 
praise and worship, concerts. And, and, and this is not to knock any concert or, or, or live recording because they have a purpose. But have you ever seen when people be singing and the stage is elevated and everybody be down there and they just be lifting their hands but their eyes be open and more excited about the singer than God? Anybody ever seen that? It grieves my heart so. How church in itself has become a show. And the world knows it became a show, and we agreed because we decided we could do it all online. Because it's just a show. We can, we can just put it on the, on the TV, on the gram, because it's, it's just a show. Hello, somebody. It's the truth. We don't even recognize it. People have to die to assemble. People have to die to assemble. Always have and always will. The fact that you're sitting at home watching it on your screen, not dying in order to assemble with the saints is saying something already about you. I said, Sister High said she comes to church when she can. And every time she's able, she takes every bus transport system she got to take. She gets here when, she, when she's feeling like it. She gets here when she's in pain. She said, one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the house of God. And every day she die a little bit to self and become a little bit more strong in the things of God. Do you want me to tell her, no, just stay home? No. But it's so hard for me. Mm -hmm, I understand. I'm so sorry. The mom with the kids. It's so hard for me to get the kids up. Uh-huh. I understand. The, the dad with all the jobs. It's so hard for me to wake up on to. Uh-huh. I understand. Uh-huh. I understand. But you got to die to assemble. People are persecuted all across the globe because they are not following the procedures of their governing body. Your governing body is telling you to stay at home for fear of COVID. Stay at home because it's, it's, too, it's, it's too hard for you. Stay at home because if you don't, with inflation, we ain't going to pay you no more money. You got to work on Sundays. You got to work on this day. You got to work on that. Oh, come on. Y'all don't want to help me today. And so now your, your, your system is telling you ever so passive aggressively what you can and cannot do. And whether it's passive aggressive or full out aggression, it's still the same. And sometimes you have to die in order to assemble. Whether you die to sin, you die to disobedience, you die to the systems of the world, you die to the fear of the world, you have to die. Don't you think you different because you, 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 the people over here in China and North Korea are dying to assemble and you can just, oh, I'll choose it. That means also a part of you is staying very much alive because you cannot tell me, members of Renew Worship Center, that God does not desire for you to assemble in this building that we are paying upwards of $2,000 a month for. The devil is a lie. $2,000 a month 
for chairs that's empty. $2,000 a month for rooms that I have no kids in them. Oh, oh, we expect the people that aren't even members of our church to keep our church doors open. What, I got to start selling Mary Kay? Oh, come on, come on. I, I got I to start, start having a side hustle in order to keep the church open from the very people that have to die in order to assemble. Y'all, I'm not going to stop talking about this because you don't recognize what Satan has already started doing long before COVID, really manifested during COVID, and he wants that thing to keep growing years after COVID. That's what he wants. God don't want me to be at church. How? How do you know your healing is in here? How do you know that? Maybe you've catered to yourself for so long that God is saying it's time for you to stop catering to yourself. Maybe you justified your actions for so long that he said maybe it's time you stop justifying. You can't help but to see Sister Hyacinth come in this church and be like, you know what, God, bless her. Bless her, bless her, bless her. Heal her, heal her, heal her. Every time she show up, God, deliver her, deliver her, deliver her. And the more she does it, the more our hearts are on one accord. So the second that we have to pray for her healing, what do you think God is going to do? Through reasoning and persuasion through speech and debate, through education and articulation, Paul made sure that the entire country of Asia, the region of Asia, heard the word of God. That's over two million people before TV, before the internet, and where most of the two million cannot read. Come on, man. Check the method. Now, verse 11. It says, reasoning daily all right, in the school of Tyrannus, and this continued for two years, so that all who dwelt in Asia heard the word of God, or the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. Now, verse 11 says, now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs, or aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Stop, stop, stop right there. That's some, that's some power. Y'all don't want to help, y'all don't want to, y'all don't want to help me. The kingdom of God comes in power. It comes in power and it comes in power right what are the, one of the key things we have to know about Paul <clears throat> is Paul wasn't taught the gospel
Paul wasn't taught the gospel by the apostles. He was ministered to by the Holy Spirit and Jesus himself. Go to Galatians. Galatians 1, 15 through 17. Galatians 1, 15 through 17. Are you there? But when it pleased God who separated me, this is Paul talking from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach among the Gentiles. I did not immediately confer with I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were the apostles before me. But I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Paul met the Christ on a street called Straight. And he began to, to search the scriptures of old to see how this Jesus that was, died, that was crucified, buried, and raised from the dead is the Messiah. Look, go, keep going. It's a then after look, three years of having this encounter with Christ himself, right? Reading the scriptures, seeing it for himself. Then after three years, he goes to Jerusalem to see Peter and remain with him for just 15 days. He said, but I saw none of the other apostles except James and the Lord's brother. Now concerning these things, I write to you indeed before God, I do not lie. Afterward, I went to the regions of Syria and Sicilia. Then after 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas and also took Titus with me. What you have to recognize about Paul's ministry, because you remember when we first started the book of Acts, the study of Acts, and I said to you, I said, see how we're talking about Peter and how the spirit of God descended upon Gentiles under the, under the preaching of Peter. Right. Then the story jumped right to Paul. I said, there's a reason why it jumps right to Paul. And then we've been talking about Paul for a while. Right. What is unique about Paul's ministry is that Paul preached the same gospel that Peter preached and he had never talked to Peter. The same gospel that Peter would preach and, and, and it would lay hands on the Gentiles and they would speak in tongues and prophesy. Paul now spoke the same gospel, never being formally instructed by any of the apostles and would lay hands on the Gentiles and they would receive the spirit of God and begin to speak in tongues and prophesy. Then he went to Peter for 13 days. He said, in quiet, I just wanted to just communicate to make sure I'm not messing nothing up. It was right. He said, but please don't think that Peter taught me. He said, because later when I ran into Peter, you know, he goes on the talk. I ran into Peter. Peter said people need to be circumcised and they acted funny against the Gentiles. He said, so I couldn't have got it from them because I would be on the same vein. And I would stood Peter saying that there's no neither Jew nor Gentile in Christ. So I couldn't have learned it from them. I learned it from Christ himself. And it was verified through your baptism, your speaking in tongues, and you're prophesying. Y'all don't want to help me today. Wow. We want thing to be a renegade. 
right? Out here just picking up stuff, preaching and teaching it, right? But it's one thing to see the kingdom of God come in power. He said, now you're prophesying. Now you're speaking in tongues. Now you're saying the will of God. And these are Gentiles that had the exact same experience from thousands of miles away as the Jews, as the very apostles themselves. And if you still doubt, then watch Paul's miracles. Then God begins to verify the power of the teachings of the kingdom of God through Paul through many miracles. Look at the progression. The kingdom of God meets Paul and comes into him in power that blinds him, shakes him, kicks him off his foundation. That same power leads, guides, heals, and restores, instructs, and teaches. Now, when I think about this, it had to have been Paul. No other apostle would have fit what God is doing. Y'all don't, y'all don't want, y'all don't want to help me see. Peter, James, and John, the 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 true leaders of this movement, you would say. Okay, they were the chiefest of leaders, right? Even Peter felt like, I don't know, maybe you need to be circumcised. Maybe the Gentiles need to be circumcised. Uh, you know, it's, you know, we're still Jewish here. Right. right? Christ was a Jew, so snip, snip. That makes sense. But that's trying to get a Jew who has been ingrained in their entire lives to receive heathens. Someone that has been taught the law to receive people that eat pork, swine, don't wash their hands, don't do all the sacraments, they cuss, they, they do all kind of stuff. Hello, somebody. I mean, not only did they do it, because we, we still do the same stuff, Lord, forgive us, is what the Jews are probably saying, but they're blatant about it. Yeah. <laughs> they don't even have the wherewithal to hide it. Right? These false idolatrous people. I can't, I can't, I can't even go to their house, let alone preach the gospel to them. But if you take somebody who has found how low they really are, someone who has crossed the line, there's a line of normalcy, hello? Hello, hello, y'all. Even in wrongdoing, y'all don't want to help me today. Even in wrongdoing, there's a line of normalcy for most people. Like people are like, oh yeah, I'll take some weed, but I ain't gonna do that meth. See that that's that's it's a whole subset of people like I tried that meth. What? The masses have not tried meth. I can tell you the masses have not tried meth. All right, this is obvious. Hello, somebody. Doesn't mean, okay, but there's a, there's a line of normalcy. Hello, somebody. Oh, I sleep around, but sleep around with same sex? I don't know. See, we say it's common, but it really is just 2% of the population. Hello, yeah, yeah. And in the kingdom, there's a line of normalcy. We'd be like, I just, I, I, most of us be like, I ain't crossing that normal line, okay? Hello, somebody. It's just the way it works, okay? I'll do some stuff, but I. But if you get somebody that crossed that normal line, 
went deep and extreme in it. Come on, some of y'all don't want to help me today. Paul said, you know, I don't believe that this Jesus is the Messiah, but he just didn't was quiet about his belief. and like, oh, the elders will take care of it. The chief priests, they'll take care of it. He said, no, I'm going to go kill him. I'm going to hunt him down. I'm going to find him. He crossed over the boundaries of what is normal. Hello, somebody. In search of what he thought was really right. And he was low. You take somebody that recognized I've gone way too far, way too far, and you get them to see the error of their ways. You get them to see the power, goodness of God. Y'all don't want to help me today. You get them to see the mercy and the grace of God. And then you tell them, now you go. They will be with every bum. They will be with every drug addict. They will be with every prostitute. They're not going to have a problem being with the gay, the lesbian. They don't even care. Do you know Jesus today? Do you know how good he is? The rest of the church members are like, I don't know about that. You know, they over there practicing that witchcraft. Uh, you know, they got a tattoo on their leg. They got, they got the, the, the symbols on the astronomy on it. I can't, I can't. whole church shut down because you notice someone else's waywardness as a believer well they got that tattoo you know you know that's kind of demonic you know they, they say they believe I mean everybody you know but and so the whole church is, is segmented off of super holy in appearance Super holy in appearance and not so holy in appearance. And Paul says, whether Jew or Gentile, we are all saved by the mercy of Christ. Paul was the perfect candidate for this job. He crossed the line, became lower than low, persecuted God himself. Oh, he'll reach some folk passionately because he could go, you know, the Jews would go, I don't know, you know, I ain't that bad. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I'm Lord, Lord, no, I, I mess up, but I ain't that bad. Paul said, no, I was that bad. A person that's been that bad has an ingrained understanding about how God can reach others who are that bad. Now, fret not, you that not that bad saints. The rest of the Bible is all about y'all. You've been good, always been good, always tried to do right. You, you stay in the normal line of things. Hello, somebody. The rest of the Bible is all about you. Don't even worry about it. But can you please give it up for those who had to really go down to the pits? Hello, somebody. Only to get up from the pits. They, too, have a ministry. They, too, have a call. Everybody ain't been down that bad. And you have a call. Hello, somebody. You do, but some of us is men in the streets. Hello, somebody. We've been we done did some strange things for a little cash. Hello, hello. Some of us have been there, done that. 
And there's a place in God's kingdom and a work in God's kingdom for those individuals. The power of God has to come in. Instruction, teaching, and understanding, and then how to communicate. I don't care about your testimony. It wasn't Paul's testimony that saved these folk. He oh, you know, I was, I, was, I was a hater of God himself. I was persecuted, but God saved me and forgave me. That was not what he was preaching. As a matter of fact, it probably would have been better if he didn't tell people what he did. But when they saw it, they gave glory to God. He was preaching Jesus and articulating the concept of the gospel and the kingdom of God in an effective manner. The black church has gotten stagnant because all we want to do is nurse our testimonies and have tests for testimonies and trials for testimonies and witnesses, and we have not learned anything, we are not educated, nor can we communicate effectively the things of God. You want me to have a 22-minute message and you're going to sit there stupid. Don't get me wrong, a powerful move of God is needed. Miracles and deliverance and set free in an experience and an encounter with the Spirit of God has its place. But after that, after that, you have to learn disciplines. You have to get prepared. Paul was preparing for a while. By the time he got to Ephesus, he had did 30 years of preaching. This was the biggest move he ever had, and the last one like it. Shortly after this, he goes to Jerusalem and is persecuted and sent to prison. 30 years of just Rudy Putin, Chitlin Circuit. Hello? <laughs> no, he was, it was prophesied that he would speak to kings. After, I told y'all about trying to block me in, man. Y'all always trying to block me in so I can't come down to where you are. I'm coming down there, putting the heat on you. <laughs> to our listeners, you got to hear how our church is set up. Like, we got these little benches that people can kneel at, and the ushers be moving them around for communion, and so I can't get off my... My stage here. I need to get off this two-inch stage so I can. Because <laughs> them last two inches, them, they, they count. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Can you see the power of what is happening with Paul? That he was preaching the gospel, the same gospel that Peter, who walked with Christ. And it lined up not just in, 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 in how it was communicated, but it lined up in power and the display of the Spirit of God. He wasn't even one of the 12 apostles. He was against the, he was in the worst position imaginable to be used so greatly by God. You've had been, you have been positioned in the worst place imaginable in life to be used so greatly by God. But baby, it takes work. We got to undo a ton of stuff that Satan has tried to attach to you. 
We got to get you stronger in the word of God, stronger in communicating, stronger in the spirit of God. You're going to have to make tough decisions to be where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. And hello, somebody. You're going to have to lose money sometimes, lose a job sometimes. You might have to lose friends sometimes. You might make your family upset sometimes. You don't understand. You have the responsibility of recognizing how your worst position is used by God to be used mightily by God. It is not my responsibility to show you that. It is your responsibility to know it and to be aggressive about it. You think I got this this far in Christ, preaching to new disciples, teaching the word of God without being aggressive? You think I didn't lose jobs? You think my family always approved? Think I kept all of my friends? You want it so easy. But you were placed in a difficult spot that God might use you mightily. You need to have some passion about that. If not, then all we're going to do, we're going to have you on this little TikToks, you know, this whole area here for all the toddlers to keep those in bondage and continue to be in bondage without making a big fuss. Because they don't want you to wreck up the system. Satan has devised a playpen for you. Come on, somebody. Drugs, alcohol, sex, anything you want. Click a button, it's yours. You don't want to deal with your problems, click another button, you don't have to deal with it. And if, you, if you're really tired and you feel like it's all stacking up, click another button, we'll, we'll, we'll label you mentally deranged, bipolar. We'll give you whatever definition you need to be so that nobody has to put any responsibility on you. Come on, somebody. And you don't have to go the hard way and you don't have to seek for healing. We'll give you whatever you want. Just stay in this pen right here. And there's some radicals that decide, what? I think Jesus has called me to something bigger. I think Jesus has called me. He put me in this spot for a reason. And I am going to find out what that reason is. And I'm going to do it aggressively. I don't have to tell you to come to church. You should be like, come Hades or high water. What I got to tell you to do something. Do you see your story? At the end, what you gonna say, you survived? Are you gonna be able to say you thrived? That you found and encountered purpose with God and walked in it? Some of y'all need to wake up. Just sleeping warriors. And he's got you on this rotation of sin and shame and guilt and frustration and pain. Whatever he knows gets you to stop and retreat is what he's going to do. The reason my back looked the way it looks is because he recognized a long time ago that pain does not get me to stop. So she's going to just do it in pain? Absolutely. What you think? Pain is going to make me stop? That is not sufficient. It's not sufficient. Sorry. So you going to do it in pain? Absolutely, I'll do it in pain. Let's level up the pain to grief. <laughs> so now you really, really leveled it up there. 
Ooh, I need a little grace. I'll do it in pain, but oh my God. Do you stop at finances when your bank account get low? Do you stop when it's family? My family needs me. My family, my family, my family. Where you stop is the pattern Satan will keep you on. You know it. You've seen it. I know it. I've seen it, especially those of you who have been with me for years. I know it like the back of my hand. But you refuse to wake up and fight. You think God will send you here with this kind of preaching, this kind of teaching, for you just to survive? This church is about building the empire of Christ. Do you know what you signed up for? You ain't supposed to be sitting here on your bums doing nothing. You're supposed to find a way like Sister Hyacinth. You're supposed to press no matter what like Mother Bell. And I'm not going to go down the list. All of y'all do it. To us, no, I'm not going to say all of y'all. Some of y'all do it. Paul crossed some lines. He went down to some depths that most of us that like to stay normal would not have gone down. And God used that mightily. Some of you have gone down to places selling dope, Selling your body. Who knows the truth? Hello, somebody. So that God could use you mightily. But you have to be aggressive. You have to, Paul, the Bible said, and then Paul immediately went to preach. What it meant by that is he didn't go down. He knew what God said. He trusted what God said. He saw it in the Old Testament scripture, and he began to preach it and reveal it, that Christ is the Messiah, even though he was the one that was saying he wasn't. When he found out he was wrong, he was very aggressive. As equally as aggressive as he was in wrong matched how aggressive he was in right. Amen. This is the part I don't understand. Hello? That's why I know your conversion ain't real until you become as passionate about the things of God as you were about the things of Satan. Your conversion is not real to me. Hello? Until you start sneaking to do God stuff. Well, I ain't going to tell my family because, you know, they're going to be mad because I can't come to the cookout because of such and such, such and such. Hello? Like you did for, for sin. Gave up money, investments, and all this kind of stuff just, just so you could have some career, some fame, some whatever. And then, oh, when God asked for it, oh, I just, you know, balance. I need balance in my life. For the cause of your success, you went to the end of the earth. For the cause of God's success, y'all don't want to help me today. For the cause of your success, you you bent over backwards. You you get you just you just manifested it and hoped it in it and, and oh but when for the cause of the forward momentum of the empire of God, now you got limits. To receive the spirit of God is not just some esoteric encounter. All right, it's 
It means that you have the nature of who God is inside of you. What would God want to be done at this moment? You would know because you have the spirit of God. It and even if you're not 100% certain, the spirit of God will lead you to wise counsel. That's the next thing. Like, okay, so I do feel like this is what you want me to do, but since this is such a big deal, how about I don't, you just rest it on, on my, you know, I'm just now understanding your spirit leading me. Maybe I should just go ask. All of that, all the ways that you hear God is a part of it. But you're supposed to be aggressive about this. How long do you think you're going to live? And young people don't even know. And now we used to say we're young, but we ain't even that young. People our age dying all the time. Like, what in the world? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. My head is spinning. The mortality rate, or how, how old you are in America, like how old the average length of life in America, is less than it's ever been before. Did you know that? It's less than all of the developing nations. Yeah, we're like third, fourth down the list. Americans are dying off. That's why, that's why there's this repeal of the Abortion Act. Just long enough for us to call somebody to think twice before they abort and Repopulate because they're running out of a workforce. The, the strength of China is in their population. I'm sure they're going to put it back at some point. There'd be enough political uprising to change this law. Hello, but that would have been after enough years. Hello, somebody. Oh, we needed about a good nine months for some babies to be born. For a couple of people to say, you know, it's too much trouble since it's illegal and all. That's, that's all they need. You don't even recognize what is happening right in front of your eyes. And they say the problem with the, with the, with the, the ban on abortions is that it, it, it affects the low income more than anybody else. Well, where do you think they're going to get their slaves from? Who's going to take the low-paying jobs? You can't tell me if you could speak Spanish and English fluently that you wouldn't have a better access to jobs. Oh yeah. Right. Okay, so how many people that have low paying jobs have tried to learn Spanish? Yeah. Oh my God, so simple. So simple. 
Why? Because I prefer to be a slave than to develop my intellect and understanding. Here's an easy way for you to make extra money. And you ain't even got to go back to college. Ain't got to take no, yeah, I'm going to school. I got to go back and get a degree. You ain't got to do all that. Just get the, get the app on your phone and the, the, the babble. And the, 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 yo cierro es tu escuela. It's, it's an app on your phone. If you just want to make a little bit more money. crazy but no I don't I don't God called me for bigger and better really 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 is that what he called you for and the church we keep feeding that to you we feed you the miracles we feed you the the, the testimonies without telling you how to be aggressive about being exactly what God wants you to be so everybody just just rubbing the Bible like a rabbit's foot I'm going to show it to you. I'm going to show it to you. Look, 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 look. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Okay, so where was I? And then, this, and then he's, so he went. He, he, evil spirits was cast out. Do you see this power? Handkerchiefs was given, taken from Paul to heal the sick. And they were recovering. Evil spirits was cast out. Like you just wipe your sweat. And somebody's like, hey, can I get that? <laughs> Paul, you don't have to come to my house, but I know. I know the power of God is on your life. I know the kingdom of God moves and listens to you. Can I have that? Paul will give it. I believe that God wants to heal your sibling, your whoever, your whatever. Take it in Jesus' name. Person healed, delivered, set free. Y'all Oh, Jesus. To know the will of God so much so that you can see his will done when you're not even present. Not, I'm not even there and I can see the will of God moving and shaking. Y'all don't want to play fair with me today. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, 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 okay. I speak healing to Pastor Sharon's eyes. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Pastor Sharon, it's time to get up now. I come against every satanic spirit of disease and dis-ease. I speak to her bladder. I speak to her lungs. I speak to her brain, her mind, her neurons. I speak to her muscles, her movements. Come on, you need to function the way God. You need to heal and restore. I come against every demonic spirit of sickness and infection. I bind you in the name of Jesus. I bind every synapse that is not functioning, and I command you to connect now in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of dumb and deafness, every spirit that tries to immobilize and paralyze, I bind you now in the name of Jesus and I speak life flowing through her veins. I speak life throwing, flowing through her mind. Life flowing through her muscles. Life flowing in her bones. Life flowing in her lungs. Life flowing in her heart. In the name of Jesus. Do this for your mighty servant. She was a powerful servant and is a powerful servant. 
If you wanted her home, you would have took her home. Bring it into the suffering, Father, like only you can, and be, let your name be glorified. Not ours, not our name, your name. Your power over the life of this faithful servant. Be seen strong and mighty. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call on the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, we exercise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Also, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. Stop right there. So it was a practice that some of these itinerant Jewish exorcists who would have to convince demons to, to stop or to leave people through persuasion and, and incantations and, and really using the methods of Satan in order to get Satan to do what they needed Satan to do. Hello? That's what they had to use. They had to use the methods of Satan for this tactics and practices. Because when you look at the Old Testament, if there was a distressing spirit on somebody or a spirit of unbelief or whatever the case may be, God was still sovereign over that. Yeah. It had to be articulated and communicated and approved by God. Yeah. It wasn't moving unless Satan wanted to do something different or unless God told him something needed to be done different. Right. That's about it. But it was always under the confines that this fallen world was now under Satan. That he had dominion. Stolen from us. Stolen from God. Well, not really stolen, not all of it. But he stole a position, I should say. That's a better way to say it. He elevated by bringing us down. All right. In this example, the power of God was clear in Paul's life. And so these Jewish exorcists, even to some of the sons of a, of a high priest, a chief priest, Jewish, Runs into this man that is possessed by a demon. And they command this demon, you come out by the name of Jesus that Paul preaches. Now, I know what you're thinking. They crazy. They stupid. Don't you know you got to believe in Jesus for yourself? Hello? 
I will caution you that I believe that they believed in the power of the name of Jesus. I'll wait for it. I'll wait for the connections to happen. They believed in the power of the name of Jesus. Come on, black church. Prepare to get this good butt whooping. It's coming down. It's coming down. They believed in the power of the name of Jesus. So much that that's how they commanded the spirit. At the name of Jesus. Now, the scriptures at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. That is talking about the day of judgment. Okay? But yes, there is power in his name. They believed in the power of Jesus' name. It should have worked by all modern theology. By the name of Jesus, that just to be exact, the one Paul preaches about. Just to be clear, the one Paul preaches about. They believed that Jesus' name had power. That's why they used it. Can we all agree to that part? Okay. The demon's response was, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know, but who are you? Okay, now, some translations say it more accurately. Jesus, I, 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 I heard of. Like, and Paul, I intimately know. No, no Jesus, Jesus compared, Jesus' position compared to a demon's position, you ain't even... No, no, I've, I know of Jesus. <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> Mufasa. <laughs> and Paul. Oh, we know Paul. Like that. We've, 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 got, we've been together. We've been around. But who are you? The kingdom of God comes in power. And in this instance, you can tell that the kingdom of Satan is familiar with the kingdom of God. You cannot fake whether you are in the kingdom of God to them. You can fake it to church members. Y'all don't want to help me today. You can fake it to your mama. You can fake it to the pastor. You can fake it in your profession. But there's one end of, there's a couple of people that you cannot fake that with. And that's with every demon in hell. They know emphatically whether you are a part of God's kingdom. Oh, y'all don't want to help me today. Could it be, dear believer, that the reason Satan has pummeled you up top of your head, y'all don't want to help me today. Could it be, dear believer, that the reason why Satan has pulled your card, come on somebody, could it be, dear believer, that the reason why Satan overtook you is because he knew you wasn't really a part of the kingdom of God. You just believed in the power of Jesus' name, but you weren't really an authority in his kingdom. Now, now, I ain't going to know because you go to church. And I ain't going to know because you know scripture. 
And I ain't going to know because I seen you lift your hands in worship. And I ain't going to know because I seen you bow your knees in prayer. But I tell you, them demons in hell can look straight at you when you're trying to say, Lucy or Satan, and it'll be like, <laughs> get behind me, Satan. <laughs> you better flee now, Satan. <laughs> The spirit world knows that you're not a part of the kingdom of God. Because every person a part of the kingdom of God has authority over Satan because Christ is the Messiah and is currently reigning on the right hand side of God. So when a believer in the kingdom of God, even a little baby, even a little children can say, Satan, the Lord rebukes you. And even that demon got to flee at the sound of a child that earnestly believes in God. But you, with your non-relationship having, you that still got to have it your way, you that bring they don't even know God. He's like, he's like, I don't smell the Holy Spirit. There's no spirit of God in you. This, this is good. This is morality. This is this is good intentions. Hello? This is theology. But you don't smell like a cross to me. Y'all don't want to help me. You don't smell like a lamb slain to me. You don't look like no crucifer. You still very much so alive here. Oh, yes. Can't fool Satan, baby. Can't fool Satan. He knows the spirit realm. At the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, yeah, Jesus' name do have power, but unfortunately, that power has not been given to you. You think God is mocked? He going to give somebody some power that is absolutely reckless and selfish with it? Do you really think the God of all gods is going to give you access to everything in his kingdom when you don't even have his kingdom and you take every earthly thing and use it for your own good? The pain medicine, the alcohol, the relationship, the sex, the drugs, the TV, the money, everything you get in your hand, you use it to your own good. Why would God, a loving and merciful God, trying to establish his kingdom, want to give you his seal and his name to declare anything? For what? More of your selfishness? For more of your vision board to be clear? Because everything you think God wants, that's what he wants. So I'm going to declare it in Jesus' name. It can't be that way. To, to say in Jesus' name, to command a demon to flee, to speak healing, is to say that I can prophesy. I can feel the will of God. That God wants to be glorified in this. So I am entreating the power of God. I am asking, I am imploring the power of God to be used to glorify his name in this.
In Jesus' name. <laughs> she told me how she was last Sunday. In Jesus' name. And Jesus, God, be glorified in this. Let your kingdom be seen through this. Has nothing to do with the individual. And Paul would know. It ain't got nothing to do with how much of a heathen you are. It ain't got nothing to do with how bad you are, how your mistakes you made. Oh, Paul, but God, I feel that you can be glorified in this. I feel that you can be glorified in this. Be glorified. Be glorified in this body. Be glorified in this foot. Be glorified in this hip. Be glorified in this kidney. Be glorified in these eyes. Be glorified in this mind. Be glorified. Be glorified. I remember when Mama Jean needed to be healed of cancer. She wasn't into all that spiritual stuff at the time. Now she's intrigued by it. So I knew her healing would have to take, would have to go down the route of, pa of, of doctors and, and treatments. But I could see how God wanted to be glorified. When Mother Bell was stuck on life support, sepsis and shock, every doctor said she wasn't going to make it. I can remember how God wanted to be glorified. I remember saying, God, be glorified in this. Be glorified in my aunt. Be glorified in this testimony. To say in Jesus' name isn't a magic rabbit's foot. And it's not the power that comes with that is not given to those who believe it's a rabbit's foot. Let me see your heart in forwarding the kingdom of God, and I can show you the power of his kingdom following you. Paul was preaching the gospel. You don't understand. He was preaching the gospel without miracles. He was standing up saying, I once persecuted, but now I see without any miracles. At the threat of people not receiving him. At the threat of embarrassing. At losing his job. Losing his position. And he gave it all up. So why wouldn't God say, now you speak a thing in my name. Come on. You speak a thing in my name. Is it too? Oh, it's too. You speak a thing in my name. Where do you, where do you think, where do you think our, can, our kingdom should advance next? Come on, y'all don't want to help me. Come on now, Paul. Where do you think our kingdom should advance next? Come on, you don't want to hear me. Well, God, I think, I think it needs to advance in justice, oh God. I think that the world is trying to take my baby. I think that teenage pressure is trying to get him. I think the kingdom of God needs to advance in justice. Hallelujah. Be glorified over there, God. Send your glory to her life. Send your glory to his life. I think that's good real estate right there. 
I think they got the kind of potential that will begin to spread the gospel, excuse me, to multiple people. And most, you, can, you can see, oh no, God, that person got influence. Send your glory. Come on now. I remember when I first met Sheena, she was always down bad, always down bad. I said, baby, it's all right. God's going to use it. No, he ain't. Yes, he is going to use it. No, he No, Pastor, I'm real down bad. Baby, he going to use it. She got so low, she didn't even believe he was going to use it. I said, he's still going to use it. Why? Because you have a gift. And that's prime real estate right there. That's good. That's a good place to expand your kingdom, God. She can reach people that I can't reach. Come on. Come on, Brother Casey. He can talk to people I can't talk to. He can communicate in a way that's good real estate right there. Be glorified in his life. Be glorified in his life. Be glorified in her life. Hallelujah. It is not my responsibility for you to know why God has put your life in such a way. It is your responsibility to be aggressive. He said, Jesus, I, I know. I know. I know of Jesus now. And Paul, oh, we, we definitely know him. But who are you? Who gave you authority to tell us what to do? And then you, now this is the funny thing. It wasn't like they just remained in this man like we ain't going nowhere. They then assaulted. They said, let me show you who is really running your life. Let me show you who is really running your life. You say it's Jesus, it ain't boom. You say it's God, it ain't boom. You say it's the Lord, it ain't boom. And you come out naked and battered and beaten up because you said it was God and you ain't got no authority to tell us to do nothing. You are subject to us. They, they went wrong. This escalated quickly. I told y'all Satan don't fight fair. I told you you got all kind of knowledge in your head, but you ain't got no spirit of God. Then setting all the Bible teachings and all the schools and all the, and you want to use scripture in order to justify wrongdoing. That's the fact that you don't have any spirit of God. If it weren't for the mercy of God sparing you, You'll be beat up and destroyed. God, his mercy and kindness guided us through Satan's slavery and set us free. I may not cast demons out of nobody. I may not heal the sick. But in God's kingdom, I know when I see a demon start trying to talk to me, get behind me in the name of Jesus. I wasn't coming over here. I was just trying to go over to somebody else. I just had to check. 
felt like he was coming this way. No, 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 no. That's what they should be doing because they know you. And even as a child, you have authority over them. With simple belief and relationship with God. Not to believe in the power of his name, but to have relationship in his kingdom is uniquely different. And it is manifest that you are a part of God's kingdom because you're flowing with the things of God's kingdom. Why can't y'all help me? How you helping build God's kingdom when you want to go to a hookah bar and a cigar lounge? Like, not on a missionary assignment. How do you have the spirit of God when you enjoy the things of the world more than you enjoy the things of you? Come on, can we just reason together? Because somebody is lying. You cannot enjoy the things of the world more than the things of God and have his nature and spirit. How can you have my nature, but you don't like none of the stuff I like? How can you have a part of me when you don't even like the stuff I like to do? I can tell when people fall away amongst me. Because all of a sudden, they don't like just doing what we normally do. She done went through a phase. I said, you know, now early on when she was but a babe at Renew. She just liked coming to my house for nothing. And I would say, Sheena, why you like coming here? We ain't doing nothing. We don't, we just sit there. And she don't even want me to turn the TV on. She just want to sit there and talk. I'm like, you want some entertainment? You want some food? No, 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 no. I just want to sit here and talk. And I'm like, that's fine. Because when she talk, I don't have to talk. Because I'd be tired of talking. And she could be around me, and she don't even make me talk. She'd be like, and then pastor, and then pastor, and then pastor. And I'd be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Girl, yes. Oh, no. For real. Mm, that might be the Lord right there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, this is great. And don't let her hook up with other saints. Then I really ain't got to even, I even got to, mm-hmm. I could just sit back and watch everybody just talking. <laughs> I don't even talk. People think I be talking. Y'all go to pastor's house, and she'd be like running the conversation. If you make me run a conversation, I don't want to be around you. I'll be like, all righty then. Like, I got to say something, right? And then she went through this phase where just coming around talking with the saints was boring. She felt trapped. She felt like it was, she missing out on stuff. And I said, my, my, my. I got to go do something or what you got to go do. <laughs> At the time, she said, I ain't going to do what you think I'm doing, Pastor. Then come to find out she did go where I thought she, ah, ah. I say all that to say, when you have the spirit of God actively flowing in your members, she was graced and covered, I truly believe, in the early years of coming to Renew, that she had to make some choices for herself some deep-rooted problems and animosity towards God she need to sort through that will allow his spirit to be received by her and not just rest upon her. 
This means everything about her has to change. Now guess who likes sitting around doing nothing but talking? <laughs> guess who likes being around the saints? I just want to pastor, what you doing? You want to do something? I ain't doing nothing. Okay, can I come do nothing? Sure, you can do nothing. I'd rather do nothing to be out in these streets, Pastor. Okay, okay. <laughs> and at some point, the temptation to be in the things of the world will dissipate. You'll look at it and see it for what it really is. Distraction, pain, enslavement. And you go, why was I ever attracted to that stuff in the first place? I don't even, that must have been the devil. Because now I have so much more peace. So much more comfort. Even when things are going bad, I, I don't feel as bad as I did back then. Even when things are, are not lining up, it's still in as worse as it was. Oh, oh, I'd rather be a bond servant to Christ. Come on, y'all. I'd rather be enslaved to the spirit of God because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. I ain't signed up to have no burden. No yoke telling me what to do. Hello? But he's, he's, a, he's a better master than Satan. He's a better Lord than Satan. That's all God wanted you to see. Don't trust him. He's not for you. Like I am for you. He is for himself. Don't trust him. He's for himself. He'll make you feel like he, he'll be there for you. He'll give you what you need. He'll help you. And somehow I'm not as good because I didn't. He's a liar. What he's giving you is going to harm you. What he's giving you is going to corrupt you. Hello? So well, the word of the Lord. Okay, where was I? An evil spirit said, Jesus, I know Paul, I know, but who are you? And the man whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. This became known both to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus. And fear fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. Look at verse 18. And many who had, what does that say? And many who had believed came confessing and telling their deeds. Also, many of those who had practiced magic brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they all counted up all the value of them, and it totaled 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. There was, look at it, grew mightily and there was a war of words. So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. There was a war of words at the hall of Ty uh, Tyrannus. Come on, somebody. There was a war of words in the synagogue. There's a war of words and truth and communication and articulation of concepts about the kingdom of God. There's a war of words. And when the war of words is won by God, it prevails. He wins. So what happened? When everyone heard, 
This is believers recognize how the kingdom operates. They confessed and gave up all these other methods they had. I'm trying to show you proof, believers, that you could believe and still participate in the things of Satan. When they saw that these demonic spirits came and attacked them, it was like, oh, so, so let me get this straight. So the, 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 the demons and stuff, they be knowing that we, when we're not really fully, fully in, into the things about how you do stuff, like in your kingdom, like, and then is there something, you know what, I do have this Ouija board, you know, it was just for fun that time, you know, and I still have this other thing, it was just for fun, and I still have this other thing, you know, and they confess. Because Satan knows who belongs to him. You keeping Satan's stuff tells him you'd have no authority over me because you've got my stuff. Hello? People can't understand why they go back to vaping when they keep the vape. I don't know why I went back to drinking when I kept the liquor. I don't know why I keep calling him when I kept his number. I, I mean, You didn't even make it hard for yourself. <laughs> I mean, you could at least delete, <laughs> trash, throw away, block, unfollow. I don't know why, Pastor, I just can't stop thinking about her. Really? How many times have you checked her page? Interesting. When you have something that belongs to Satan, he can use what's his that's in your house. You can't figure out why you can't be free. He can use what belongs to him that's in your house. Let that marinate as you start going through all your closets. Let it marinate as you go through all your drawers about all the things that you want God to deliver you from, but how you still keep what belongs to Satan in your house, in your cell phone. They got blocks for pornography. Put them on your phone. Put it on your computer, put it on your tablet, not for the kids, for you. Say, I don't want your stuff. And if you can usurp the blocks, then throw away the computer. <laughs> throw away the phone. When that phone got cut off, you survived. Throw it, throw it in the trash. The Bible says if it causes you to stumble, cut it off. Just cut it off, cut it off, cut it off, cut it off. But we can at least start with a couple of blocks. They came confessing and burning. Tell someone. Tell someone. You can tell me. I won't tell nobody. But I will preach on you. But I won't tell nobody. But I'll look at you and go, you better turn off that porn. 
Mama G. Y'all know Mama Jean ain't watching no porn. <laughs> I had to check a whole soul before I said it, like, let me make sure, because you know the <laughs> Them seniors be getting busy. <laughs> Where was I? Oh, I got too many jokes running through my head. Shut up. All right. Confess and burn and confess it. Tell of their deeds. Let me tell you what I was practicing. Let me tell you what magic I was doing to get certain needs met. These were believers. And they just felt like it ain't no harm in me. Ain't no, it ain't no harm in me using this, you know, with God. This and God. This and God. These were believers. It was this and God. I'm trying to help somebody. So they had to confess and tell. I just need to check. Um, if, if I ran across a demon and I was doing these kind of things, would they, would they listen to me or would they attack me all the more? <laughs> That's what they really wanted to know. This is the question I had. What motivated these people to actually do this? And I just got the answer. I need to know. It took forever. Lord, thank you. Because <laughs> they're confessing and they're telling their deeds. Okay, now, I, sometimes I do, like, out of habit, just, you know, I just walk by the, the, the goddess Diana, and I be like, what's up, goddess? You know, <laughs> like, I don't know, you know. Should I, would the, would the, would the, would the demons listen to me <laughs> if I practice this? See, Satan don't want you to tell nobody. He definitely don't want you to tell nobody of any authority. Because if you tell somebody with authority in the kingdom, Satan then has to be rendered powerless. Because the person in authority gets to say, now, Satan, you know. You, you trespassing. They didn't understand this because they didn't understand that. You went too far. You're out. And you teach the person, you tell the person, and they're set free. Satan don't want you to confess and tell for the same reason that you don't want to confess and tell. You don't want to confess and tell because you don't want anybody to look at you differently. Satan don't want you to confess and tell because he don't want nobody to look at you differently. So is that feeling yours? Or is that feeling planted by? Now you can't, you can't tell because they might look at you differently and see me. They might look at you and see what I planted in your house. They might look at you and think and see what I've been keeping running in the background of your life. No, you can't tell because they might look at you and see me. And I don't want them to look at you and see me. Y'all share the same reason. The same reason why you can't tell. He don't want you to confess. He don't want you to tell about your deeds. Because then he can't stay hidden in that spot. And you have a way to take it and move from that spot and hide it somewhere else. But you have to confess that. Now you're constantly moving and hiding this thing. And I promise you, any Christian that has to constantly move and hide dirt that they're doing in their lives is going to get tired, frustrated, exhausted, beaten, confused. 
I mean, conf- conflicted. Yeah. Oh, I'm so tired. Yeah. All right, look, I did this is what I was doing. And I don't think it's of God. Okay. Go, Pastor, preach. <laughs> that is not of God. You need to put that down. Okay, I put it down. I put it down. <laughs> I'm trying to carry this thing. Amen. Amen. So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. We'll stop there. Standing all over the house. 